Well, hello, 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 and happy Tuesday. Welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps. We're your hosts, Stephanie Gerard and Katie Hilton, and each week we're bringing you to a new destination and interviewing a local to tell you where to stay, eat, drink, and play when you're in town. Not only are we saving you from looking like a tourist, but we're saving you your valuable time. Just pop on this podcast two weeks before your trip and find out everywhere you need to stay, dine, drink, and play before coming into town. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hi. (laughs) How's your day? Um, it's all right. I went to Target today. Your Targetista. What are they called? What do they call people that? I don't know. Targeters. <laughs> oh, a Targeter. Wait, no, Target. Target, but I don't think. Oh no, no, no! I don't think I shoppers know. of Target are called Targeters. No, they're called Tarbays. Get it? No. Tarbays. That was that like was funny. A bay. I was. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Target, Target, Tarbay. That was good. So clever. Did you, did you get anything um, good? So yesterday, my mom gave us some new bedding. We had already had sheets, but we were using like a queen duvet cover, which actually it's been doing fine, but you know, it doesn't cover the whole bed. Mm-hmm. So she got me blankets and new sheets. So I was like, all right, I'll go to Target today. Feeling good, feeling great. I wanted a quilt, but none of the quilts had matching shams. And if they did have matching shams, they were standard shams. So I ended up buying a duvet cover so hard to freaking put the insert in the duvet. I know. That's why that you've been do doing it. all day long. No, I didn't even buy a duvet insert. <laughs> oh, are you just putting it on top? Well, for now, but we'll eventually get an be, insert. I think I'm going to be pretty chilly. Um, mm-hmm, probably, but yeah, I'll, oh. I'll be getting a duvet insert and I'm going to hate every minute of it because such a hassle. It's such a hassle. Well, it doesn't sound like it was your best target trip, but yeah. Um, you can't complain about getting new bedding. Yeah. What about you? How was your weekend? You have a new goal. You made it. I, I if it's a resolution or it is a, a goal. Yeah. A new year goal. Each week I'm going to watch a critically acclaimed movie because I need to become more cultured. And we started off with a bang this week. This weekend was Goodfellas. Classic. It was a classic and I love the movie. I want to find myself an Italian gangster mobster taking applications. Probably not going to find that in Charlotte. Probably not. So I might be moving to New York soon to find solely for the reason to find myself an Italian gangster. So do you have a movie that you're going to watch this week? No, I was Googling them and like, I don't, Citizens Kane keeps popping up and I'm not watching that. I'm not. Why? I, I don't want to watch anything in black and white. I can't do that. <laughs> like, like that's such a millennial thing to say. I'm not a millennial. Am I? Yes, you are. I am not a millennial. Yes, you are. What? What Maybe. are you? What are you? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what I am, but I know that I'm not a millennial. What's after a millennial? I'm a millennial. Heather McMahon's a millennial. Pew Research Center defines millennials as someone born between 1981 and 1996. Generation Z starts at 1997. Oh, wow. Okay. So maybe I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm a, or no, I'm a heffin. I don't know where I was going with that. You're a zillennial. Yeah, we can go with that. We can go with that. Yeah. That wasn't funny. Wasn't funny. Um, but speaking of movies, did you watch that movie Palm Springs with Andy Samberg I did not. Um, is it popular? It was popular like three or four or five months ago. Oh, it's a recent movie. It's Is it in color? 
It is in color. Oh, in that case, um, I, I just recorded it. it last year. It's a Hulu original, I think. Such a great movie. I will say the first like three minutes, I was like, okay, this is stupid. It was like a lame sci-fi movie and I don't like sci-fi really. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll give it, I'm going to, we're going to watch it. And it was so good. It was really cute. I'm looking at it right now and it has that funny, I don't know his name, but he looks, he's known for being funny. Andy Samberg. Ding, ding, ding. That's him. Maybe I'll watch this. And I love that you brought in a Palm Springs movie when this week's episode (laughs) is in Palm Springs. Yes. Palm Springs. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. So we start off our first West Coast episode strong in the dreamy mid-century modern town of Palm Springs. If the first thing you think of is a music festival, then you are in for a treat because Palm Springs has so much more to offer than Coachella. What more can you ask for when you're surrounded by mountains from all sides, hot springs, gorgeous golf courses, lush palm trees, and blue skies year-round, baby? Neither one of us have Ben, but I'm picturing us drinking a nice spicy margarita by a pool surrounded by palm trees with cactus in the nearby distance, sitting under cotton candy colored skies. Thoughts, questions, concerned? Are you there? I'm you here. checked in. <laughs> I'm checked in. I'm ready to go. Cool. <laughs> now that we've got our vision, we need an expert to help us find this perfect spot. And that's why we have Rachel O'Brien on the podcast today, sharing all of her favorite local spots. Rachel world headlining comedian who has shared the stage with Whitney Cummings and Judd Apatow. She's also an actress and host of two different podcasts, Be Here for a While and Seven Deadly Sinners, both of which we recommend. One is full of sarcasm and comedy and interviews that are not necessarily always funny. They could be serious too. And the other is for your true crime obsession, which I love. Which is totally you. Totally you, totally not me, but I will say I did give Seven Deadly Sinners a try and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Rachel is such a good storyteller. She really is. I could listen to her all day. Um, What she doesn't know is that we're counting down the days until we can book a flight and surprise visit her in Palm Springs because she's so kind. She has great energy. She's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. Go follow her. Subscribe to both of her podcasts. That is Be Here for a While and Seven Deadly Sinners. Uh, But without further ado, let's get into today's local lowdown. All right, everyone. We are here on the West Coast with Rachel O'Brien. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on today. Before we get into the local lowdown of Palm Springs, we would love for you to introduce yourself and give us the lowdown on who you are. So how long have you lived in Palm Springs for? What do you do for a living? Is West Coast really the best coast? (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm Rachel O'Brien. Um, I've been living in, I guess, the Southern California area for, I want to say I lived in LA for 12 years. I just recently moved to Palm Springs. However, I'm not just a newbie here because my parents have had a vacation. They live in Oregon full-time, but they've had a vacation home in the Palm Springs area for like the last 20 years. So every holiday we'd come here. Uh, and I actually never really go back to Oregon because you know, when I was living in LA, my parents were always coming here because the weather's better. So I've spent so much time here that I almost feel like Southern California is more my hometown than Oregon. Maybe growing up, obviously Oregon was, but I feel like LA Palm Springs are kind of my, 
my main hometown. Um, what was the other, like, what do I do with my time? Yeah. Is that the other question? Oh, okay. yeah. You have a couple um, podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a touring stand-up comedian. I still am obviously, but the pandemic, it's hard to even <laughs> say that anymore when like I had to cancel all my shows, but I was doing that up until March of 2020. So yeah, touring stand-up comedian, I've performed all over the world. Like I would say the furthest place away was Kosovo. I, I performed on a military base there. But, you know, I've performed in like Boston and New York and uh, Paris and just everywhere. It's been really, really cool. I'm I'm not like the biggest comic of all time, but it's taken me around the world, which is super cool. And I miss it a lot. But besides that, I also am a podcaster. I I started a podcast called Be Here for a While back in 2016, which is just kind of like comedy interview based. And a lot of times it's not even comedic a lot of times I like interview people about some sad things so it's sort of all over the map I've interviewed you know Wendy McLennan Covey from Goldberg's and Bridesmaids uh comedians like Jim Jeffries and then I've interviewed you know ex-convicts who I find really interesting and like, <laughs> oh, man, that's cool yeah so lots of different people and then my other podcast is called Seven Deadly Sinners and that's a true crime podcast that's taking down um pastor and church scandals like pastors who've murdered people and crazy stuff like that huge fan of true crime me too oh my god so what do you listen to what do you like I typically was listening to I haven't listened I don't know why I haven't been listening to podcasts recently but because you're not commuting probably yeah no no like I just and I lost my job so like I haven't been you know I've just been chilling hard hasn't lost our job (laughs) or some of them but I liked um, my favorite murder, and then I w- I tried to watch. What is the one? What's the one? Um, Sword and Stone. Sword and Scale. That guy's a little Sword arrogant, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like in Costco, and usually when I'm listening to my favorite murder, if I'm watching like stuff on TV, I'm like, give me more information, give me more details. I was listening to that. I was in Costco by myself. I was walking around, and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I, then I went to the next episode, and it's just too much. Well, it was just he was talking about like pedophiles and like it was an actual interview with the guy. Oh my God. I, I know that. I know that episode it's where like they, the they have like a transcript time. of the two. Oh, it's yes. too much. Yeah. Oh, it was too gosh. much. Too yeah. Much. But, but that guy too can be like, ah. as a host, like I find him like kind of condescending. Like when he's taught, I don't know. There's something about him too, where it's like, he like, in like, he like insults his audience half the time where it's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I make a request for your podcast? It's not yeah. pastor related or church related, but um, yeah. I really, really, really want a podcast on um, cool. I forgot his name. Who? Keith Raniere? Axiom? <laughs> no, the one he's like the first serial killer in the United States. who's was in the 1800s. The hotel. Yes. Is that not, that's not the one that Tenfold More Wicked is about, the one that New Trip No. Shoot. And then it, he, he's also potentially Jack the Ripper. I know who you're talking about. Damn it. Holmes, Holmes. Hey, J. Holmes. Yeah, hey, hello. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Last podcast on the left had one with him, but I didn't really like it. I feel like I could, I could spin that into a, uh, Maybe he went to church once and I could make it work. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they, like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I've made him fit before. <laughs> Love that. But okay, let's get back to the local lowdown. Yes. Okay. So why should someone consider 
coming to visit Palm Springs? Um, well, number one, the weather it's, except for in the summer, in the summer, it's, you know, painfully, you know, murderously hot. Like it's like, it sucks the like entire air out of you when you step outside and it's 120. So besides the summer, which if you're used to it, you can handle it, but you're going to have to stay indoors, but it is beautiful year round. It is, there's something about the Palm Springs area, the desert, and this extends to like Joshua tree and stuff too, that is like, there's like a magic to this place. There's an energy that you feel and it's, it's peaceful, but not in like a sleepy, peaceful way in just a, you kind of feel like you're like very centered here. I don't know if it has to do with like the desert and then the mountains. So it's really pretty. It's basically like the best way I can describe it is it's like all of a sudden it's like very flat and like deserty and whatever. And then there's these huge mountains that like jut up out of nowhere. It almost looks like prehistoric. So like my, I mean, I can see him right now out the window, like the whole desert is, is surrounded by these like huge mountains with these cool hikes and things. And I don't know, there's a reason why it was like a big rat pack hangout in the fifties, sixties. And, you know, Elvis would come here and Frank Sinatra and all that. Like, there's a reason for it having like this mystique. It's like a cool, like hideaway too. I love that. So Palm Springs was one of the ones that we, so like we visited a couple of the locations and like met and met and people met in person with a few people that we interviewed. (laughs) Yeah. And they were on the East coast, but like Palm Springs and Scottsdale were two of the ones that like we truly like when we first reached out to you, we're like, we're going to go. And then COVID just got worse. So yeah. That, that's going to be fun for you guys when COVID's not happening, though, and you can actually visit these places. Yeah. Super I mean, fun. I don't know what your travel budget is. That's a <laughs> high production <laughs> podcast. No, we've got a lot of budget, you know. Like, <laughs> we, we're, we're big. We're yeah. SNR 450 <laughs> followers. That's, that's good. For as many podcasts are out there, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. They say you only need You're You're now 550 away from a thousand. They say you only need a thousand loyal people to make a living off of what you do. Or like a thousand loyal fans or something. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost there, Katie. (laughs) We're almost there. Okay. Um, I'm already sold. I'm going to Palm Springs. Where are we staying? What kind of, are we staying at a hotel? Are we staying at an Airbnb? I think both, honestly, like I've had a lot of friends that have rented Airbnbs here for like Coachella or just to like get away from LA. And I've, I've gone to visit them and there's so many, I don't know what they paid for them, but I imagine it's, it's just a different price point than LA. Like, I mean, just talking like home value wise, like a $500,000 house here is a really, really nice house in LA. That's, I don't even know that there is anything for that. I honestly don't think you could get maybe a very small condo in like Valencia. I don't know. Like it's, it's, there's not a lot, you know, so you can get, it's granted, it's not cheap here, but it is probably, I wouldn't say half the price, but maybe a like a third of the price would that be it or two thirds. I don't know. Whatever. You can't it do to be like you have a, a good 1500 square foot house for totally something that you can't even get in at LA. LA that would be a million dollars or more and it would still be pretty shoddy. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so you can, I mean, I, I would think even in terms of Airbnb, the prices are pretty good and I think the hotel prices are good. So I would say for hotels, I mean, the Parker in Palm Springs is super famous. I think it was originally, like, it's been many different things. It was like a Merv Griffin estate at a certain point, And then, then it was made into a hotel. It was the place that, um, 
Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, that guy uh, was picked up for drugs in the early 2000s. Oh, so it's got cool. some interesting history. And it's like this cool, it's almost like a, uh, so in LA, like some of the famous like bungalow celebrity hideout hotels are like Chateau Marmont or the Beverly Hills Hotel where there's kind of like a main uh, area where there's rooms for like the peasants which is regular people still probably paying $500 a night. But then there's all these little like bungalows that you go and you, you know, you have to walk down these little like trails and you, then you happen upon this like three bedroom bungalow that is like a hotel room. It's super, super cool. So I'd say the Parker, I'm sure they have better deals right now. And then I like, it's fairly new, uh, La Serena Villas, or they just redid it. That's really cool. It's a small boutique hotel. It's got a really good restaurant called Azucar, I think. Um, and that's cool. That's right downtown Palm Springs. And then if you want to venture a little bit more east into Palm Desert. Um, okay, so I'm sure you guys know what Coachella is. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Palm Springs is pretty far <laughs> from Coachella. So that's so my house is very close to Coachella or my parents' house, whatever. I've made it mine. Um, <laughs> it's your house now. Yeah, it is. Whatever. Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so Palm Springs is like 30 minutes. And then we do, where people stay for Coachella would be more like Palm Desert, La Quinta, Coachella, which is a smaller uh, town near here. Um, and so Palm Desert, also super cool. A hotel there called The Sands. It was recently redone by this pretty famous architect. He did like, I feel like my mom's told me before he did like some of the Kardashians homes. It's like very Moroccan slash mid-century modern design so they just redid it it's pink on the outside it's super cool so I would recommend the sand oh it's so cute yeah and then if you're gonna do La Quinta I'd say La Quinta Resort it's like a big kind of Spanish villa churchy looking thing and they actually shot the most recent uh, most recent uh, bachelorette there get an Airbnb in like Joshua Tree or Yucca Valley up on the mountain cheap but mystical just cool so would you say like maybe get like a one or two nights in Joshua Tree and then maybe move to Palm Springs, Palm De- Palm Desert, look yeah. into the area? Let's, like, let's say if you have a five day trip, go three days in Palm Springs, Palm because you can stay in Palm Desert, Palm Springs, Aquinta, and still go to like a restaurant in either one. You know, you can hang mm-hmm. in the different ones. Um, but I would say like three nights in like the more city area and then two nights in Joshua Tree, Yucca Valley to like really experience just the cool magic of the desert it sounds like it could be um romantic so stephanie and i are going and (laughs) we're gonna just make this a beautiful magical (laughs) romantic trip i love how you just made it seem like we're dating but we're not (laughs) okay so now we know where we're staying let's get into the most important part in my opinion where are we eating it's my favorite thing um okay so for a small like little desert treasure Casa Mendoza is a Mexican place in old town La Quinta that I swear to God is my family and I are like obsessed with it number one you can get like a surf and turf type of deal for under $20 and it's incredible they have something called me casita shrimp I or I recommend ordering without the bacon the bacon takes out the flavor of this like creamy chipotle there's some nutmeg or something. And I've tried to recreate this <laughs> sauce. It's just like shrimp sitting in this like sauce that you could like, I mean, I ask for a spoon with it. I'm like, please have a spoon so I can like eat Shovel. the sauce. Shovel. Oh my God. It's so good. So that's Casa Mendoza. 
in Old Town La Quinta, I think hands down the best Mexican food in the desert. I mean, I mean, there's pro- there's good little taco shops, but like for like a sit down, mm-hmm. incredible. Okay. Um, Do they have good margaritas or good cocktails? Yes, yes. good margaritas. Um, I've never had anything other than a margarita there, but yeah, good margaritas. Um, Palm Springs, we just discovered this place has been around for like 60 years, I'm sure. But we finally just went there as a family. It's Mr. Lyons. Definitely feels like you walked into the 60s, like old Rat Pack vibes. And oh my God, it's so cool. And they have a, okay. So we went there for dinner, dinner for my boyfriend's birthday. But we happened to kind of be there around like the time of happy hour. So we got a few things that were off the happy hour menu. But one of the things they have on their happy hour menu is a prime rib medallion. (sighs) And I was like, oh, I should probably get the real prime rib to experience it. So I'm not going to do the happy hour one. Well, we went back maybe a month later when my sister was visiting. And we went just for happy hour. And I got the prime rib, $17 prime rib medallion. It was the exact same one that was on the regular menu with a side dish, $17. Amazing. Ooh, what? Lo- local fun fact, little yeah. local insider. That's tip. a steal. Yeah, it's so good. The other one you wanted a brunch one, the farm. I just recently went there. It's a French and it's, gosh, it was like, if you guys have ever been to the Ivy in LA, you haven't probably. So it's no. similar <laughs> though in like vibe to that. It's like a garden area and you like are sitting in these like cute little like French tables with like a garden around you. And we went there recently and it was delicious for brunch. But I really want to go back for their dinner menu. It was like a prefixed dinner menu that was not that expensive and it looked incredible. But for brunch, super fresh, super yummy all around. Question. I feel like I ask everybody that lives on the West Coast this. Is in and out worth it? Yeah. Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like not a big fast food person at all. Like I I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm like a food snob. It's that's not it. It's more just like I enjoy eating and cooking so much that like I just want like the time and the energy and the presentation and the soul put into it. So normally I'm like Ugh, fast food, but in and out is the one exception where I will say it is really good. I would not get their fries just plain, get them animal style because their fries aren't super great just plain. Mm-hmm. Or is like a little eh. But animal style, so good. What's your main, like, do you get a burger? Yeah, I would get, I usually get a, um, I always regret it. I'll get like the lettuce wrapped one to be healthy and it's fine. <laughs> it's protein, so it's fine, but it like slides all over. And then I'll eat like half of my boyfriend's double double on an actual bun. But yeah, so, but always animal style. I think that that's good. It has like the special sauce and these caramelized onions and yeah. We're animals. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Ooh, a Greek place in palm desert i gotta think of the name of it it's off highway 111 sorry it's confusing give me a second i'll tell you oh yeah yeah, yeah. i know exactly what you're talking about and it's actually (laughs) and it's actually next to this vintage clothing store called the art of design which i would recommend if you if there's a shopping thing that your listeners want to hear art of design i got a chanel coat there for under $200, $200, wait, under, under $300, which I know is right. still a lot, but normally Chanel jackets are 3000 Yeah, and we love a good deal. Unbelievably wow. beautiful. Yeah. Add that to our list immediately. I will tell you right now what this place is called. 
it's not that I didn't know. I just didn't know how to say it. I think yeah, I uh, it's, <laughs> it's so good though. And their sons deliver the food for when we went oh. there, they're like five and eight year old sons were like, what would you like? And then they would like, they would bust the table and then they would, it would be like, did you enjoy your lamb coffee kebab or whatever? And they're probably so cute too. Cause like Greek, you love a Greek you know. boy. Oh yeah. Super cute. A Great Greek skin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Never, not, they're never aging. So it's K-O-U-T-O-U-K-I. I don't even, I'm not even going to try. Okay. Yep. Try, try, try. No, <laughs> let's see. My old landlord was Greek. How would she have said that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll I put just it in the, the show word, notes. Maybe if I just say the word opa, I can say this word. Opa, kaut. Kataki. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, maybe if I lead in with the word Opa, it'll just come out. (laughs) Well, there's, I can do an Irish accent if I say this one like Irish phrase beforehand. So (laughs) wait, let's hear it. Let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, Pour some whiskey over my grave when I die. And then I can keep going a little bit more. (laughs) That was good. Do you do for for your stand-up? Do you do like a lot of like sketch? Is that the right word that I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not really. Actually. I did the whole like second city track, which is like two and a half years of like, you know, it's like what you, it's what like people in like the nineties, it's not as popular now. It's more ground leagues now What like Chris Farley and all of them did before they got on SNL. And I'm just not as good at it. Like I'm, you're not supposed to end the scene with like a dry joke because it ends the scene, but I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. so, but that's not really like the rules of improv and sketch yeah, so, yeah. yeah. cool cool cool. yeah so yeah i would say that's like my last one for restaurants for now cool. okay well we're full where are we gonna get some drinks okay hopefully these places open up to their former glory mm-hmm. but there is a place in palm springs called melvin's and it again old rat pack hangout I don't think their food is that great. Although some people do like it's listed on like some of the top best restaurants. Maybe I just had a bad, but cause they're kind of still stuck in the sixties where it's like, you ask for a steak medium rare and it's like a hockey puck. I don't know. <laughs> so, and they like serve like the, what was that? What was it like not a cheese log, um, pimento cheese dishes, like mm-hmm. whatever, but oh, it's, it's live cute. music it's in. Yeah, it's well, it's in a hotel, I think, called the Ingleside. I think Ingleside. that's a hotel. And I think it's their restaurant there. But I've never really been able to figure I think it's a hotel. But it's just this like cool and there's always like a a lot not always up just on like the big nights, like a live piano player and similar to the other place I'm gonna recommend. It's just like old people living their best life. Like they're they drink more than we would, they party more than we would they hook up more than like they're just they're <laughs> retired and they and they're so fun to watch so melvin's is a great spot for that in palm springs and then the nest in palm desert it's a i think they just sold it to other people but hopefully the husband and wife duo still saunter around it's this like really beautiful couple they're older they're probably in their 50s they could be in their 60s they just look amazing she's like this tall swedish look or German uh model-y looking woman and then her husband looks like an ex-football player I don't I think he's I don't know maybe Dominican or partially black I don't even know but he's dark skinned she's really pretty babies yeah uh they're they're just gorgeous 
and he he plays the music all night long and then she just sort of like greets people and same vibe cougars on the dance floor old men trying to hit on <laughs> everyone like but it's just it's great people watching and it's a really fun vibe like that sounds just corny but it's it's I would rather do that than go to like a Vegas club for sure yeah, for sure yeah. what's your go-to drink uh red wine normally yeah and then if I'm going to drink liquor, like I guess at a Mexican restaurant, like red wines, usually like, uh-uh, there. Uh, <laughs> so maybe like a skinny margarita and maybe a, like a steakhouse, um, uh, uh, dry martini. Ooh, love that. Yeah. Gin or vodka? Vodka. Mm. I don't like that pine needle taste of the gin. I try to force myself to like vodka so hard and it just can't. What do you, what can you handle for liquor? Tequila. Yeah. Tequila is good. I just found like after a while margaritas, it's like the lime and the sugar, like a little much. How about you? What do you like? Yeah, I would say tequila, but I totally agree. Like you have a bad night. It's, it's hard to get back. Yeah. Drinking it. Totally. It's the sugar. I think though, in a lot of drinks that does it. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I mean, I don't drink that much. Like I'm not going out and like getting drunk, but like, (laughs) If I ever like accidentally have too many glasses of wine or, you know, I mean, I don't really, I don't, if I'm at home, I don't really drink anything other than wine. I'm not like making myself drinks. I never get hungover. Throwing ragers. Yeah. It's only when you go to a restaurant and you like get like a sugary drink or a few of them, you're just like, and you can't get tired of like red wine. I get, I'll get tired. Like I'll drink like whiskey sometimes too, but I'll get, it's really easy for me to get tired of that flavor. So red wine. I'm, I'm impressed that you can drink whiskey. I have not elevated myself to that level. It's a goal of mine to drink coffee black and whiskey neat, but it's just probably never happening. That's a good oh, no. goal. No, 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 no. I'm not, I don't drink it. I don't drink it straight. I, I did get into it because, um, my mother-in-law in Texas because <laughs> I don't live in Texas. I don't have any hair on my chest. Um, but my mother-in-law would always order when we would come down here, um, an old fashioned with rye whiskey and then make it on the sweeter side. So that's what I've been doing. And then now I feel like I've been doing that for a couple of years. And now that I can get less and less sweet. Oh yeah. See, yep. You build up, a, you build up a taste for it. Yeah. You become Clint Eastwood after a while. That's the goal. I know. Whenever Katie, whenever you order that, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you sound. I mean, I'm always impressed when people order stuff like that too. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> oh well, try it anyways. Any more places <laughs> to drink? Um. Oh, Counter Reformation in the Parker Hotel is this cool. Like, you have to get a seat at the counter. It's cool. The only thing I would say about that place, though, is you do feel because it's like there's 15 seats at this bar, and it's really good food though too. These like appetizers and. But you do feel pressure to be like, is someone else trying to get my seat? And so you get a little nervous, but it's part of the vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going there to sit down and like have a two hour meal. You're going in for the food and then you got to go. Yeah. My boyfriend and I got a bottle of wine, but I think we felt very pressured to drink it quickly. So we, you know, two and a half glasses each. I think we were like, uh, people are waiting. We're nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Hate that. I hate being rushed. All right. Well, now that we are full and we are a little tipsy, what are we doing around Palm Springs? I mean, I don't know that you want to go for a hike full and tipsy. I would. No. (laughs) Um, But actually, I'll give you. Okay. So one of the best parts about Palm Springs is actually the like crazy nature part of it. There are places that I 
I can't believe I've never been to this place. It's the Andreas Canyon. My sister, who lives in Tennessee, but she's also spent a ton of time here, she happened to know about it. So over Thanksgiving, her and me and my boyfriend went there. It, I don't even know how to describe it to you. It was so unbelievably pretty and also out of nowhere. It looked like a scene like or like a Disney ride like it didn't look real so you're in the desert and then all of a sudden you go to this hike and then you walk into an oasis of like these like huge palm trees but like not the type that are just like tall skinny ones they're like lush all the way down in this like little like little crick and it's green you're and it's this your own little it seriously feels like you're about ready to go on like um a jungle book ride or something it's so goddamn cool i would say that is one of the coolest things i've seen and i've been here for so long or you know visited the area for so long andreas canyon and then randomly like when you're in this little hike thing you look up on this mountain and then there's all these little houses that you don't necessarily notice because the mountain is stone and then there's all these little houses built in the same stone that blend in almost like camouflage and we looked it up and it's like a private um like Soho club, but not, not a, way more exclusive. It's like an exclusive club of like cool, rich people that have since like the twenties and the railroads, I don't whatever. It's something like that, that they just Very pass along the membership money. to their family. Yeah. And it's, you would never notice them, but they literally blended. Like we were looking and we were like, Oh wait, there's another one. Oh, there you just can't see them until you start really looking. They're really cool. And I want to Who apply, to but befriend? I'm not going to be allowed. Well, I gotta, we gotta befriend the family and or <laughs> one of you. Well, you're already married. I don't know if you are. One of you has to. I'm marry single. I will move out okay. there and just stop. Do it and invite me into the club. Okay, I'm on Talk it. Talk them, marry one of them, show a boob if you have to. Do what you I'll have show, to. I'll show. I want. I'll show. I'll show boobs. My boobs. <laughs> okay, but I was watching on the plane here. It's a Netflix show, Most Extraordinary Homes or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they're very cool. And it reminds me of one that was like, I think it was in Arizona, but it was like, it just like blended in with the environment. Oh, I gotta and see that one. It was very pretty. It was very cool. And it was like, a sh- it was, I mean, it was out in the middle of nowhere. So there was a bunch of cactus everywhere. I mean, like the bathroom, like the shower was just like all glass windows and it was gorgeous. That's really cool. If you're super like your- rich, there's a neighborhood um, in Palm Desert called a gated community called um why do I always get this wrong bighorn I encourage you to google a few of the houses they don't look like houses they're like works of art they're like things that blend in with the they're insane like dome like shapes and did I get it right it's bighorn it's not big rock oh yeah big Big horn big horn yeah, they have like their own um, oh. fancy car museum in there, their own grocery store. Like peasants like us can't go in there. <laughs> Please oh, let okay. Me in. <laughs> Holy We're like, we have to like cross the border to get in there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell have a place. It's like people like that. Maybe yeah. you could go try to um, marry him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go there and show my boobs he's, too. Yeah, listen. He, I mean, he's definitely. not married. He never put a ring on it. Exactly. Stephanie, this is all on you. I know. I feel she's married. A, I have a boyfriend. Make it happen. A lot of weight on my back, but I'm. We're gonna make it happen. Believe okay. Me. What else are we doing other than showing our boobs to at Rich Man's? Yeah, to I mean, Kurt you, can, you can do that in Joshua Tree. That's <laughs> the other really cool spot. <laughs> Joshua Tree is magical. 
there's a reason why like 70s rock stars made their album like U2 on an album called Joshua Tree like you don't realize it until you get into it and it's another place it's like it looks prehistoric it's like what the fuck is this place my boyfriend actually went there last night because the star of Bethlehem apparently appeared for the first time in 800 years and so it's the best place to like see a bunch of stars and stuff and so he figured out that that star was happening and so we drove out there was a bunch of other people out there just like chilling on these huge just these huge it's so cool so I would say that and that's also would tie into your Instagramable places of Joshua Tree Andreas Canyon they're just I they're hard to describe wait what was yesterday like what 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 happened does anybody know (laughs) the the star of Bethlehem thing yeah like the conjunction I heard conjunction it was Greg what was it Venus and Jupiter what was the deal Saturn and Jupiter like would they merge? Did they make friends? What'd they do? <laughs> they make friends. They made friends with each other. Okay. They got as close as they'll be together and as close to Earth at the same time. It was really cool looking. Cool. Yeah. Somebody was yeah. like, manifest, manifest. And I was like, okay, I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting. Oh, like, so people were doing like, they were like heal or recharging their crystals and stuff. During yeah, the time yeah, too. yeah. And then my sister was like, I saw two shooting Damn stars. It. And I was like, oh, you lucky bitch. I didn't see any. We did too. We saw this thing that wasn't even a shooting star. So, you know, like normally shooting stars go across the sky. Yeah. We saw like what looked like almost like a meteor drop. It oh, went straight, <laughs> straight down. <laughs> it was so cool. Meanwhile, I'm going to bed at 830 in Texas. <laughs> it's that, it's <laughs> that whiskey. It's the old fashioned. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> old fashioned that you Oh, ordered. that's so cool that you can just like drive there. You can just go there like yeah, on a whim. Beautiful. Question, which this might be your favorite event, but Coachella, I just have to bring it up. Have you been? Yeah. With is my it- family, oddly enough, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, fun. Fun little Wait, family like outing. Twice? Oh, no, no. I went only with the one time with my, like, they were like six and eight at the time, my niece and nephew. My mom was like, there's the Ferris wheel. I think it's a kid's event, too. And we showed up, <laughs> and there was, like, people on, I don't know what drugs, Molly, LSD, whatever. And we were like, Mom, it's no, it's not. It's not for them. So I Take went with- back to the car. Turn around. Turn yeah. around. That's awesome. um, no, my, like my dad, my niece was like dancing to like Little Wayne or something. I don't know. But so I had been for that, but the, the polo grounds I've been to, I mean, I'm like an old person. Uh, um, God, what was it called? Shit. Um, Desert Classic? Wait. Well, basically people would call it Old Shell. It only happened once. I don't know if it'll ever come back, but it was um, like Fleetwood Mac and all these like older oh. awesome bands that did a Coachella like thing there. But regardless, Coachella is super cool. Um, I've never been to like the party tents and things like that because I go to bed too early. But it's it's re- it's a really cool spot for a concert and or several of them, like all the stages. It's it's really cool. That's awesome. Is it very exclusive or is it pretty easy to get tickets? You can get tickets. Yeah. Um, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, like you can get regular tickets, VIP tickets. Um, and then there's people like scalping them like day of and stuff. Once we realized it wasn't like safe for kids, like we had, we sold our wristbands or, I mean, my sister sold her kids wristbands or whatever. <laughs> Once we realized what it about wasn't. Burning Man? I'd rather die. I can't think of anything worse than that. Absolutely. What is it? No. And what's the difference? It's way different. Coachella is just a concert. Burning Man's like 
It's like an just, experience. It, it would annoy the shit out of me. I just feel it's like, I'm sure it's cool to some people. It's like crazy art installations, people on like a lot of drugs, but also it's very Instagrammy, like people that like make their stupid costumes and mm-hmm. it's, it's annoying, I think, but yeah. Well, any other activities you want to mention before moving into the rapid fire round? No, I think that's it. Okay, Katie, take it away. All right, let's get started. Most Instagrammable spot. Andrea's Canyon or Joshua Tree, the two places I mentioned. Consistency, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best pizza spot. So I don't know like specifically good just pizza places, but I like this place called Pizza Vino in Palm Desert. They have great pizza, good happy hour, good wine. So would Coachella be your favorite event? Um... Yeah, I would say any concert in the desert. They do pop up. And there's like, and they're also building this cool amphitheater in La Quinta at the Silver Rock Resort where they're going to be doing stuff like that. Any outdoor concert is awesome here. What's your favorite coffee shop? Old Town La Quinta, probably. Uh, Old Town La Quinta Coffee Co. Yeah. I'm not a big okay. like coffee shop hang person. Yeah. Yeah. Having go gal. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I would much rather be at a wine and cheese spot, which is the next question. What's your favorite wine and cheese spot? I mean, Counter Reformation, that place I mentioned, has really good, but there's not like there used to be a good wine bar in Old Town La Quinta, but I can't, I couldn't honestly think of like just specifically like a wine and cheese bar here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say like go to, there's a lot of really good Italian places that have good happy hours that have cheese plates and stuff that, yeah. Or a DIY and then go sit at a great yeah. view. Yeah, we actually did that last night. We brought a little picnic to mm-hmm. Joshua Tree. What's the best season to visit Palm Springs? Fall and winter. Spring's pretty good too. And then spring's when like Coachella and stuff is. and that's But it starts to heat up towards the end of spring. Like right now it's 70s and it's awesome. Favorite local business? So there is a... Uh, a, a I wouldn't even call it a shopping center. It's like this little kind of mid-century modern building that has probably maximum 10 shops inside, but they all sort of, you walk into all, like they all bleed into each other. And it's like vintage furniture and rock t-shirts is one. And then there's like a succulents place and it's so cool. And it's called... um, the shops at 1345 and that's in Palm Springs. That sounds yeah. so cool. It's really cool. Really cool. And are there like any tourist traps that you would recommend just kind of steering clear of? I would say downtown Palm Springs. It's gotten be- it's gotten way better. It's way cooler, but you have to know where to go. It used to be kind of a tourist trap downtown Palm Springs. But now like that place I just mentioned there and they built a bunch of other cool spots and there's cool vintage stores, but there are a lo- still a lot of like corny touristy tchotchke type stores there so i would say like don't expect it you got to know the good spots in palm springs to shop in or the stores to go into maybe just like at one of the places that you did mention ask one of them one of the locals totally yeah yeah makes sense cool Cool. All right. Well, before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip to share with our listeners? So whether it's like a travel product, a podcast, a mantra, a book. Oh, travel trip tip in general, not just for here. Um, Dang. 
you said podcast because I'm, I'm obsessed with them. I download them before you get on the plane. And I mean, I love true crime ones. So I would say <laughs> Morbid is really good. My podcast, Seven Deadly Sinners, is under their new network. But I also just adore them. They're hilarious and awesome. Um, I would say download it like a series too. There, there's a lot of cool true crime podcasts out there that cover one case throughout like seven episodes. And mm-hmm. they like are trying to sort of solve them during the um the episodes or seven deadly sinners that one's amazing um it's so good the host is pretty i heard she's pretty uh, funny yes she's she's great um (laughs) yeah i would say like have your content downloaded beforehand i'm trying to think get good luggage away luggage is awesome they've been my sponsor many times on podcasts but i actually genuinely love them Okay. So they are, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to crack and I'm going to get, I'm going to get in a way. That's a great segue into, into our ad. Um, we are sponsored by away (laughs) luggage. They have a lifetime guarantee, a hundred day, blah, blah, blah. Um, away luggage. I would say one last thing I just realized. Don't, don't go to the, like only the tourist chats. Okay. So I would say like for, I mean, this is random because this isn't a Paris episode, but like you know, everyone thinks when they go to Paris, like, you know, go to Champs-Élysées, you know, and shop there. It's crowded. It's like being in Times Square. I would say like, stay in the Marais district. I'm probably saying that wrong. And, and walk into like the cool little shops and, and go to the small restaurants and talk to people. Like, honestly, like probably my favorite Paris trip was fairly recently with, uh, was like a year and a half ago when my friend and I were doing stand up there. And like, we made our own little picnics outside the Eiffel Tower and just like got drunk and like wandered around and had fun. Sounds unsafe, but we're old enough. Um, <laughs> but like just wander and experience. Like don't just think like, okay, I got to go see, I got to go look at the Eiffel Tower. I have to go to this. Like, it's like, you just waste your time half the time doing the super touristy stuff. Yeah. I feel that too. Like everywhere. I feel like when like you pull up Pinterest or Google or Yelp, like what comes up is like where you kind of want to stay clear from. Totally. Go to Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, if that's a yeah. no, that's yeah. a change. Yeah. No, yeah, don't go to the number one places. Yeah, totally. Well, to an extent, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> and where can our listeners find you on social media? So I'm personally on Instagram at Rachel R A C H A E L N O B R I E N. It reads like Rachel Nobrian, but it's not. It's my little initial. <laughs> um, oh. And then. My, yeah. And then my other podcast, Seven Deadly Sinners, is at Seven Deadly Sinners Podcast on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think that our listeners are prepared for when COVID finally allows us to come visit. Uh, yes. Honestly, you guys are going to have so much content built up for when people could travel again. <laughs> I know. I know. And that is a wrap. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode. If you liked Palm Springs and want more of Palm Springs, Let us know who we should interview next. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Next week, we're going to be in the East Village. Yes, New York City, East Village. We're honing in on the neighborhoods. We are interviewing Michelle Brilliant. She's a comedian. She's a brilliant comedian in New York City. She has relationships with Annie the Orphan. Go check her out on Instagram to see what we're talking about. Hilarious videos. The Michelle Brilliant. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Michelle is two L's. Brilliant is one. We're really excited and we'll see you next week. Bye.